Sometimes you don't know what you don't know. At times this can be a good thing, but when it comes to your finances, it's important to spot potential issues before they become a big problem. That's today's topic, five potential financial problems. Let's jump in. It's time for the My Retirement Clarity Podcast with Lee Perkins, financial planner and president of JL Perkins Wealth Management. Get ready for a good dose of inspiration, simplicity, implementation, and of course, clarity on how to successfully prepare for retirement and grow and preserve your wealth. Here's Ben George with Lee Perkins. Well, glad to have you back on My Retirement Clarity alongside Lee Perkins, owner and financial advisor over at JL Perkins Wealth Management there in Macon. I am Ben George. Got a good show for you today. We're talking about some potential warning signs, right? So uh, if you are someone that maybe doesn't stay on top of things all the time with your finances or maybe just don't take a close look all the time, there's five potential financial problems that we want to identify today for you and, and help you make, make you aware of those. And Hope we push you to maybe sit down with an advisor and take a look at them if any uh, the red flags are raised along the way today. So should be a good show uh, today, Lee. I know it's always important to try to get ahead of these things as much as possible, right? Yeah, yeah. And, so, and sometimes, you know, like I said in the intro, you don't know what you don't know. And so sometimes you need somebody to kind of help you with that. So that's, that's what we'll jump into today. All right, should be a good show. I want to, before we do that, I want to do a little getting to know you. I don't think we've done this in a little while, Lee, asking you a question away from finance and to get you to know a little bit better. I know you've been spending a lot of time on the home building process, maybe more than you <laughs> had hoped, right? Um, so I want to ask yeah. you, as you're, you know, whether this can relate to your new house or, you know, just where you live now, what's yeah. a favorite room in the house for you? Well, so because, you know, we, we've been building the house now for a long time and we are, uh, we're three to four weeks from being in the house, I'm going to talk about what my favorite room is going to be. And it's going to be the back deck of the house. It's a big back deck overlooking the river. We've got a big ceiling fan up there. We'll have somehow we'll figure out a way to put a, a nice TV out there. But that by far is going to be my favorite room in the house, even though it's right outside of the house. So yeah, looking forward, looking forward to that. It's been a long, a long time coming, but hopefully if everything is on track, we'll be in the house by Thanksgiving. Nice. A, a big screened in uh, patio. Well, no, this won't, it's not going to be screened in. So we'll have to fight with, with the bugs, but I think we can use some citronella uh, candles yeah. and, you know, when, when that, that time comes. So we do have some, do have some, uh, invisible creatures here that like to snack on you. So, <laughs> so, so, uh, a covered patio area, but not, yes. not screened. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. That's so nice. And it's always great to send, uh, spend some time out there, especially this time of the year, football season, cooler weather. Uh, I'm sure you can already kind of picture yourself and the family out there on the patio. So hopefully, yep, sure hopefully it can. all come together here soon. Yep. Hope so. I hope so. All right. Well, thanks for sharing that. Again, if you have questions today on the show as we go through it, I always encourage you to just visit talkwithlead.com. Very simple, very easy way to get on Lee's schedule, and you can go through anything we talk about here on the show today or any questions you have with your financial plan. All right, Lee, got five potential financial problems that we want to identify today for people. And again, kind of like when you're driving around the car and a warning sign, that light comes on, you know, it may not mean anything's wrong, but it might mean that, Hey, let's go sit down with someone, a professional and have them examine it just to kind of assess everything and see what needs to be done. So the first potential financial problem that you might have is if you're someone that doesn't have any idea 
what it's going to cost to fund your lifestyle. And I, I know we talked about this a little bit before, Lee, but this can be a big problem. Yeah, this is a really a critical piece of information that I think everybody should know. Uh, but the reality is that I think while working, most people really don't have an idea of, of how much they spend every month. They may have a, a ballpark idea, uh, but I think if they had to guess sort of like the price is right, they'd be off by a pretty good bit. And I think this is just because people, you know, this, certainly because most of the people that, that we meet that come in the office while they're working, they're making, you know, way more money than they spend. And so there's plenty of cushion. So there's really no reason for them to to do a budget. Uh, or as I had uh, a buddy of mine tell me this week, he calls it a bougie. It's a fancy, <laughs> fancy way of saying uh, a budget, I guess. But but anyway, it can really be an eye-opening experiment for some some folks to sit down and figure out exactly how much money they spend every month. And, and, and I'm not saying that spending a lot of money is a bad thing. You know, if you make it, enjoy it. Um, and as long as you're saving for a time in the future when your salary goes away, spend it. That's fine. Uh, keep the economy going. That's, you know, we need consumers who are consuming. And that's certainly what we feel like we're doing right now uh, on this house building project. But I would tell you that in my experience, once people have settled into retirement for a while, they pretty much have a better idea of their expenses month, you know, month over month. And this is usually because they've been forced to because of the change in their income. You know, the paycheck stops. They got to look at their bouge or their budget, <laughs> uh, at least when they first retire, because, you know, the main reason is they have to determine how much money they need to take from their assets every month. So this sort of, you know, forces them to do that. Um, you know, there's a whole lot that goes into retirement income planning. It's it's just way more complex than living on the interest. Uh, and, you know, unfortunately, that's the answer that I get 80 to 85 percent of the time when I ask somebody who comes into my office for the very first time, what's their plan for income in retirement? You know, they say, hey, I, I don't want to touch the principal. I just want to live on the interest. So remember, the interest or the earnings that your your money has really has nothing to do with your expenses. So make sure you you zero in on those expenses prior to retirement. Hey, whatever you got to call it, Lee, to, to actually push you to take that step and get it done, you can call it whatever <laughs> you want it. to, right? <laughs> That's it. Sometimes I refer to it as the B word because nobody wants to talk about the B word, but yep. you know, yeah, I like the bougie. I like that too. All right. So that's the first potential financial problem we want to talk about. All right. Second one here. Um, I know I know a lot of people look at their, their accounts and say, hey, I just want to, if I can hit a million dollars, if I can save $2 million, whatever that number is, people just get hung up on on their net worth and what those account balances are rather than focusing on the income they can actually generate from that money. Yeah, this is a trap that a lot of people fall into all the time. And and I think our industry does a lot to perpetuate this, uh, kind of what I call the, the balance trap. Uh, you know, I want people to look beyond the statement. I, I think years ago, and we've talked about it on the show, one of the investment companies, and I don't remember which one it was, they did did a commercial that showed people walking around a crowded city street and dragging behind them a, a giant number. And of course, that number represented their retirement account balance. And, you know, like I say on this show almost every week, your ability to retire and live like you want to live in retirement is not just about how much money that you've saved. So it's not about that big number that you're dragging about. It's just as much about 
or even more about how much you spend. Um, it's certainly not a a popular concept, uh, but I don't think we'll see a you know a commercial with people dragging around their monthly expense number because <laughs> that's not as marketable of an idea as an account balance is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, again, yeah, you you want to retire with as much money as possible, but don't make that. Uh, the, the focus, the, the net worth, you know, that's another one that gets me, you know, sometimes I'll meet with people and and they'll tout, you know, what their net worth is or really proud of that number. But, you know, unless you're using that net worth statement or, or some type of balance sheet for, for collateral, for something, I don't really know what good it serves 98% of the people that are out there. Um, so yeah, net worth, I just don't pay too much attention to it, but I think real quick, Ben, getting back to the original point and and you addressed it, focusing on an account balance. I I would really caution people against striving to reach a a certain dollar amount threshold. You know, people set that million dollar goal, uh, you know, as some kind of goal all the time for, for some reason. I think it just because a million dollars sounds cool and they think, hey, once I get to a million dollars, I've made it or or I'm in the club or, you know, whatever that threshold is. But I can tell you from my experience watching people cross a million dollars or three million dollars or five million dollars, when I ask them if they feel different than they did the day before they cross that threshold, they tell me that they feel exactly like they did before they got there. So mm-hmm. they tell me it's really sort of a letdown. So anyway, just make sure you're financially prepared and having a million dollars or three million dollars or whatever it is, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're you're financially prepared. And you know, too, the other thing on that, Lee, is that you know, with an account balance, you might see one number, but what you actually get to actually uh, put your hands on in retirement could be a completely different thing. And that's exactly why you talk taxes so often, because without positioning yourself as, as efficiently as possible now, you know, you, you might not have nearly as much money in retirement as you expect. Yeah, I kind of ask the question pretty frequently, you know, somebody shows me a statement and just say they have a million dollars. And I say, well, how much money do you have? And they'll say a million dollars. And I'm like, no, you really don't have a million because the IRS has a lien on that million dollar account. So you may have 700,000 or 750, whatever it is. So I, I tell that story just to get the point across that if the IRS, if you've got a qualified account and you owe taxes on that account, all that million dollars is not yours. The IRS has a lien on that. And so, you know, this is probably a, a good um, transition into the the book that we talk about all the time on on this podcast, Diffuse. It's a, a book that we we've written to give people strategies to address the likelihood of increasing taxes in the future. And so if you want a copy of this book, and Ben, we've been giving this book out for maybe over a year now, mm-hmm. just text the the word diffuse, D-E-F-U-S-E to 478-475-2050. Give us a good uh, mailing address and we will ship that out to you at no charge. It's just a good way for you to be better prepared for taxes in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Please take advantage of that. A lot of people have, and uh, we've gotten some good feedback on that. So again, take advantage of that book offer. All right. We got uh, a few more potential financial problems here. And the next one is um, the mental image of retirement you might have. So some people, if they haven't sat down with an advisor and really laid out a plan and seen all that goes into it, um, a lot of the details and a lot of the different areas that you have to cover, they might think, well, you know, I can kind of do things similar, similarly to what my parents did, but Things have changed a lot now, Lee, and having that vision of retirement like your parents probably isn't going to work for you. 
Yeah. You know, I think what we've seen our parents do, it really does have an impact on our expectations for retirement. Just kind of their experiences sort of become our experiences. Uh, Both of my parents retired early. My dad retired either 54 or 55, and my mom was about 56, 57. I can't remember for sure. And so to me, that's that's pretty young because I'm I'm 52, so I'm just behind those ages. And I think, you know, certainly there are people that retire much earlier than that. I, I did an interview on this podcast months ago with a, a client couple of mine, Joe and Suzanne Best. Their clients of mine have been for a long time. Um, and I think Joe retired at age 50. And for me, that's crazy to think about because I'm 52 and they even had a daughter in college at the time, but, but they were able to pull it off. And so for, for me, just, you know, just because my parents retired early, it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm entitled to that same outcome. My parents' situation was different. They both had pensions, uh, not huge pensions, but, but they worked hard and, and sacrificed along the way. They, they sacrificed financially probably way more than than what I've done. You know, could I have set things up for me to retire early at, you know, 55, 54, 55 years old? Possibly. But I would have had to have made a lot different choices over the last 10 to 15 years. And that was really never my goal. But I, you know, talking about retiring early, that's one one mental picture that that maybe people out there think about. But there are other folks that maybe saw their parents work until they were really old, um, maybe even working until they they passed away, not because they wanted to, but because they had to. And so now those folks are probably wanting to do everything that they can do right now to avoid that same outcome. That's certainly not what I want to do. It's probably not what anybody wants to do, but, but you've got to determine what's best for you and plan accordingly. You don't have to do exactly what your parents do. Do what's right for you. Plan accordingly. Enjoy life now, save some money for the future, and and retire when you're ready. Hey there, sorry to interrupt the show, but I wanted to take just a quick second to tell you about our new e-newsletter called Uncommon Sense. Now I know the last thing you probably want is another email from a financial firm giving you the same old industry jargon that every brokerage firm out there gives you. I get it. Nobody wants that stuff because it's boring. But our newsletter is anything but boring. Information plus entertainment is infotainment, and that's the goal, and that's what Uncommon Sense is. So we want to inform you in a very entertaining way so you'll get stories of how financial planning works in the real world and not some corporate boardroom of a Wall Street firm. You'll also get access to a lot of other great resources, so just head on over to our website, www.myretirementclarity.com, and click on the Uncommon Sense logo. Just put in a good email address and you'll be good to go. Now, back to the show. Next one up here, Lee, uh, current events. Current events is something that has uh, has been kind of bogging us down quite a bit, right? I mean, the world news is is all over the place, both at home and abroad. But what we want to talk about is, is how do you feel about that news, right? So if you're someone that gets worked up quite a bit because of everything that's happening and the resulting uh, impact it has on your bottom line, essentially, right? The volatility in your, in your, uh, in your portfolio, then that could be a sign that, that maybe you don't have the best, uh, mix of investments possibly. Right. Yeah. Now, Ben, is there something going on that, <laughs> that I don't know about? Uh, I'm not hearing anything in the news. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. You can't turn on the news right now with, without getting bad news. Um, and to me, losing sleep is really a 
sort of a telltale sign that you've got too much risk in your your retirement portfolio or, or whatever it is that you have. And, and and people ask me all the time, what's the best investment strategy? And I tell them the same thing. It's the one that you can stick with in up markets and in down markets. But there is an enemy out there lurking, and that enemy sabotages our way of thinking. And that enemy is us. And it's because our emotions play tricks on us. And and sometimes it is a real battle. Uh, it really is. It's a battle between what we know we should do and what our mind tells us is going to happen. And and certainly the news doesn't help one single bit. Um, I've even had people recently ask me if if I think their account is going to go to zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course it's not. You know, the only way somebody's account could go to zero is, is if you've got all your money invested in one company and, and maybe that company goes belly up. Um, but, you know, all, all of our clients are well diversified, so n- nobody has everything in one company. And everybody knows that markets are cyclical and they go up and down. But, you know, when, when we listen to, the, to what's going on in the news and what we're hearing with inflation and, and you know, if, if we think we've got a, the leader of the free world with dementia and sometimes we're not, not sure if he's talking clearly. And then on top of that, you throw in all the political ads and, and you might think that your account's going to go to zero because th- we think the country could possibly go out of business. But, you know, we know that's not that's not going to happen. You know, it's, it's not a lot of fun right now, but it is part of the process. So what I would tell people, if, if what's going on right now is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time to adjust your strategy to one that you can live with. It doesn't mean you have to throw in the towel and move everything to cash and, and sit sit in your basement scared of the world. Uh, I've had several clients want to adjust things in recent months, and that's okay. The whole purpose is, is we want to make sure that you can sleep at night, uh, but certainly don't try to day trade and don't try to time the markets. Uh, that That's a losing proposition uh, because nobody has a working crystal ball. So again, make sure your strategy is aligned with who you are long term know that what we're going through right now is temporary and you know at some point this too shall pass and we will see increasing markets at some point we just don't know when yeah who knows when but we do know that uh it, you know it's not always different this time like we like to think so uh, good one to right. remember there all right last one we have here on our list for potential financial problems that could exist for you is uh, if you think that your nursing home expenses will just kind of take care of themselves because you have a large nest egg or you have a long-term care policy in place, but that doesn't mean that your entire health care plan is necessarily taken care of, right? Right. Yeah. And this is a tough one for me because it's it's really just impossible to know how much care is going to cost in the future. So it makes it really difficult to, to plan ahead. Uh, the cost for this type of care goes up every single year, and it really has for a long time. Um, and every once in a while, I'll meet somebody, they'll come in, into our office and, you know, they got four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars and and they tell me they're just going to self-insure. Um, you know, that could certainly work out, but it really depends on the level of care that somebody might need as to whether or not that would, that would be enough money. Uh, again, there's not a perfect way to address this. And even if you've, even if you've got a, a traditional long-term term care policy, which most people don't have, that may not be enough. 
But I would tell you that something is better than nothing. So don't just do what most people do, which is, you know, they stick their head in the sand and and ignore the problem and ignore the possibility of a a long-term care event. Um, I had a client several months ago, Ben, tell me that they wanted to, you know, just become a ward of the state and and let them take care of her. And, And that's fine. But what she was talking about was, qualifying for a Medicaid bed. She didn't want anything fancy, just wants to be on Medicaid and become a, quote, ward of the state. Hmm. But she didn't want to spend down her assets to do this. And that's, you know, that that doesn't really work out in the real world. So, um, you know, she's going to be in a tough spot at, at some point. But, you know, that there are several different ways to address long-term care in the future um, that we use here for for clients of our firm. Asset-based long-term care is one way. And this is basically where you you carve out a portion of your assets that that can be used to pay for a long-term care event in the future. Uh, It can be set up to give you some type of, you know, monthly payment or multiple of the dollar amount that you put in. And if you don't use it, that's fine. You, you've you've still got your money. And when you die, the beneficiaries get that money. Uh, of course, you can also use life insurance in some instances to pay for long-term care. If your policy has what's called living benefits, and basically what this means is you can tap into the death benefit while you're still living, um, if you need it for for chronic or, or critical illness in the future. But again, there's no perfect way to address long-term care in the future. But like I said earlier, something is better than nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Something's always better than nothing. So these are just five of the potential problems, again, uh, that could exist for you financially. But if you can get ahead of these, again, as always, you'll be in much better shape. But that's what a financial advisor can help you with, can go through all this these checklist of items and make sure you have them all in place and are, are uh, taking care of all these things for your retirement. But if you have questions, again, for Lee and JL Perkins Wealth Management, start with talkwithlee.com. That is uh, the, the website. You can get a, a, a meeting scheduled right there. It'll take you right to the calendar, pick a time that works for you. Again, talkwithlee.com. And then also, Lee, just kind of point quickly pointing again to that book offer for anyone that, that is thinking about taxes, wants to kind of put a little more thought into that. Um, give us give us that breakdown one more time. Yeah, so so here we, we as we record this, we're at the end of October. So we've got two more months to do tax planning before the end of the year. Um, and, and we want to try to get as much tax planning done before the calendar year flips because you just have greater options when when you're in this year. Uh, so again, if you want a copy of that book, you can text the word DIFFUSE to 478-475-2050. Give us that address and we'll we'll shoot you a copy of it. But also wanted to, to throw go back to some of these questions. You may not have concerns about all five of these uh, you know, sort of potential problems that we talked about, but maybe one or two of these are, are, you know, a little bit, you're, you're a little bit cloudy on what your plan is for that. And and again, our whole process here, just reach out to us, go to www.talkwithlee.com and uh, just grab 15 minutes on my calendar and we can help you talk through that and, and maybe just put some of those concerns into perspective and we'll try to give you some clarity on that. All right. Very good. Well, we appreciate you listening to My Retirement Clarity. Good luck with the house, Lee. Hopefully uh, we talk here in the next few weeks. You'll be settling in and enjoying that back uh, back patio. Man, I sure hope so. One of these days I will. My goal is to record a podcast from 
from the back deck overlooking the river. Hear the water in the background? That'd be yes, sir. nice and relaxing. All right, we're looking forward to it. But we appreciate you listening to this episode. Please hit subscribe on the show if you haven't already. We'd appreciate that. For Lee Perkins over at JL Perkins Wealth Management there in Macon, I am Ben George. Take care. Lee Perkins here, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the show today. If you like our podcast, we would be honored if you would share the show with others. And one great way to do that is by posting the show to your social media pages or by just telling others about it. Either way, we would really appreciate it. And of course, if you do enjoy the show, we would appreciate it if you would give us a five-star review. And this certainly helps other people like you find our show. And if you want to learn a little more about our firm and how we help people have the best retirement they can possibly have, Go check us out at www.myretirementclarity.com. There are a lot of great resources that you can access directly on the website. And of course, if you want to have a conversation with me, you can visit www.talkwithlee.com and this will take you directly to my calendar. And there you can schedule a 15-minute phone call so I can learn a little bit more about your situation. Of course, everybody is not a great fit for our firm, but if I think we can add value and put you in a better situation, I'll let you know, and we can certainly talk about the next steps. So thanks again for tuning into the show, and we'll catch you next time. Investment advisory services are offered by JL Perkins Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and insurance agency. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action.